Shalom to all. Today's office is off Ayin Dalad. We are starting the seventh line, the fourth word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basib, Yaakov, Misha, Hernashama, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Mars, Rivka, Basra, Meir, Zev, Hernashama, Shadav, and Aliyah. Now, yesterday we had a member from Rabbah that if someone was Makadish, a woman, I'll deny that she doesn't have any Nadarim. He then married her Stam without saying anything. And then it turns out that she has Nadarim. Everyone agrees that she gets sent out without needing a get. That's because the Tanai wasn't fulfilled, so the Kedushan wasn't Chal. And even though he married her without saying anything, why don't say that he was Michal on his Tanai? So Gomorrah says, it's Marnami, we have the same memra, Amr of Achabar Yaakov, Amr of Yechanon, HaMakadosh Al-Tanai, if a person is Makadosh Al-Tanai, Ubal, and then he was Bail her, which means he married her, Devar Kal, everyone agrees, Eino Tzrich HaEmen, who gets, she doesn't need to get from him. But now, Esri Rav Achabar Yaakov, who was the son of his daughter, asked him, who is the son of whose daughter? Rav Achabar was the son of Rav Achabar Yaakov's daughter, which means he was his nephew, and he asked his uncle the following question. We have a memra, Chalitza Mutas, Kshera, if they did Chalitza, and it was Mutas, there was a trick over here, it's still kosher. And Ezu he Chalitza Mutas, what does it mean? It's a Chalitza Mutas. Amr Shlakash, he says, Kosha Amr Loi, if they tell him, Chalitza, do Chalitza to her, Ubekacha Takansa, and that's how you're going to marry her. So they're tricking him, and obviously he's not going to be married to her. It's still valid, according to Shlakash. Now Amr Yechanon, he says, Ani Shaina, Benchenis Chavin Hu, Velenis Chavinahi, whether he had Kavana and she didn't have Kavana, Benchenis Chavinahi, Velenis Chavin Hu, or she had Kavana but he didn't have Kavana, Chalitza Sapsula, Chalitza's puzzle, Ashi is Chavin Shneim, both of them have to have Kavana. Vat Amrit Chalitza Sakshera, and you're saying that Chalitza's Kosha over here? He didn't think he was doing Chalitza. He thought he was marrying her by doing this Chalitza. So your case, Rishlakash, is not the case of Chalitza Mutas. So Elam Rabbi Yechon Rabbi Yechon says, What is Chalitza Mutas? If they tell him, Do Chalitza on condition that she gives you 200 Zuz. And even though she doesn't give him 200 Zuz, it's still a valid Chalitza. But Amma, what do we see from here? Since he did the Maisa, since he went through with the Chalitza, and he wasn't Makbed on the Tanai, it must be that he's Michael the Tanai. So to here in the case of marriage, since he was Bail her, he clearly shows that he was Michael on his Tanai. So Amalei, his uncle told him, Barbarav literally means someone who learns in the base medrash. He was addressing him, your Talmud Chacham. Shapir Ka'amrit, are you really saying something correct? Mechti, let's see. Kol Tanai Mehechan Gamrinon, where do we learn all Tanaim from? May Tanai Bnei God Bnei Ruvain, from this Tanai. Now, what is this Tanai Bnei God Bnei Ruvain? So we know that Shevet God, Shevet Ruvain, and half of Menashe wanted to remain on the eastern side of the Jordan River because they had ample pasture for their flocks. Moshe Rabbeinu made a Tanai with them that if they go into Eretz Yisrael with other Shvatim and help them conquer it, then they're allowed to live where they would like to. Now, this Tanai that Moshe made with them is used as the base for learning what a Tanai is and how it's supposed to be made. So what are one of the things that we learn from this Tanai B'nai God B'nei Ruvain? Tanai D'Efshar L'Kiyu Ma'adei Shliach Ki Hasam Have a Tanai A Tanai that could be accomplished through a Shliach that's a valid Tanai This Tanai that Moshe Rabbeinu made with them was accomplished through a Shliach because Yeshua was Moshe Rabbeinu's Shliach to fulfill the Tanai Whereas Tanai D'Loi Efshar L'Kiyu Ma'adei Shliach Ki Hasam Loi Have a Tanai A Tanai that cannot be fulfilled through a Shliach like over there is not a valid Tanai And since Chalitza can't be fulfilled through a Shliach the Tanai is not valid because of that not because he was Michael on the Tanai Ask the Gemara, hold on one second. Bia cannot be done through a shliach like that tanai was able to be done through a shliach. And we know that one could make a tanai with Bia. We had learned in yesterday's daf that a person can make a tanai with Bia, that this Bia should be considered kiddushin if father wants it. How is that considered a valid tanai? You can't do Bia through a shliach. So my answer is no, Hasam over there. When we're talking about Bia, Mishum de Iskish Havayas Lahadadi, since we compare Havayas to each other, meaning the ability for a man to marry a woman, Havayas is the word used for when a man halachically marries a woman, and we compare all Havayas to each other, and since when he marries a woman through Kesavar Shtar, he's able to make a tanai, so too when he marries her through Bia, he's also able to make a tanai, even though in Bia he's not able to appoint a shliach. So we conclude over here that there's no question on Rabbi Yechanan. But now we continue with the sugya, Amr of Ula Bar Abba, Amr Ula, Amr Abi Lazar, Hamakadish Milva, Ubal, someone who's Makadish with a loan and he's bail her, which means that he lent her money, so now she owes him money, and he says, I'm being Makadish you with this money that you owe me, in other words, you don't have to pay me this money, and then he went and he was bail her, or Al Tanai Ubal, he was Makadish her Al Tanai, and then he was bail her, or Pachas Mishav Ubal, if he was Makadish her with less than a Shavaprut, 
and then he was bail her. Everyone agrees that she needs a get from him. Everyone agrees that this is a valid kiddushin and a valid marriage. So it must be according to these man to Amrim. When he's Makadish al Tanai and then bail her, it must be that he was Michael on his Tanai. Now Amrav Yosef Ba'aba, Amrav Menachem, Amrav Ami, Hamakash Bachas Meshavapruta, Ubal Trichamenuget. If he's Makash with less than a Shavapruta and he's bail her, then she would need to get from him. However, in the other two cases, according to these man to Amrim, she would not need to get. And why is that? Because Baha, with this case, when he's Makash with less than a Shavapruta, Hudoloitai, he's not going to make a mistake. Everyone knows that you can't be Makash with less than a Shavapruta, so when he was bail her, it must be who is bail her l'shem kedushin. Avobahanich, but with the other cases, toy people might make a mistake and they might not realize that they're not allowed to be mekadesh with a milva, or he might not realize that she has tenayim on her. So therefore, he argues in those two cases. And another member, Amrav Kahanim Shmeid Ula, hamekadesh al tenai. If he's mekadesh al tenai, ubal, then he's bail her. Tzricha men who get, she needs to get from him, which means that by being bail her, he clearly was being meich on his tenai. And Zahir this was a story. Chacham didn't have kayach to have him divorce her without giving her a get. And this is lafuke mehai tana to exclude the following tana. The pasuk tells us that she was not forced upon. If a woman willingly was mezane, so we learn from here that asur she's asur. But what's the diak? That if she was forced upon, she's mutter. But you have another woman. Even though she was not forced upon, she's mutter to marry another man. And which woman are we talking about? This is referring to a woman who her kedushin was a mistake, meaning he was makadosh al tanai and the tanai was not fulfilled. Even if her son is on her shoulders, which means even if she had a child with husband number one, She's allowed to be mine, meaning she's just allowed to walk away and go marry somebody else. So we see from this man to Amr that if he was Makadish Ra'al Tanai, even if he was Bail her afterwards, that Bia is not considered like he's being Michael on the Tanai, and therefore it's considered like the condition never took place, and she's allowed to walk away from that marriage. Now the Gemara moves on to the next step. So he's Makadish Ra'al Tanai that she doesn't have any Nadarim, or that she doesn't have any Mumin, and it turns out that she did. What do we do now? So Tanar the Brasa says, Let's say she went to a Chacham and he was Mata her Nether for her. Mikudashes, she's Mikudashes. However, if she went to the doctor and he healed her from her mumin, ain't a mikudashes, she's not mikudashes. Question is, Mabin Chacham Raifei, what's the difference between going to a Chacham or a Raifei? The answer is, Chacham The Chacham, he uproots the nether limafreya. It's as if she never made the nether, and therefore, when he was Makadish her, it's as if she didn't have any nadarim. But when the doctor heals the mum, it's only healed from now on on, but when he was Makadish her, she had this mum, so therefore, it's not valid. As we're hold on one second, Vatanya, we have a brass that says, If she went to a Chacham and he was moderate for her, or she went to the doctor and he healed her mum. Ain't Mekudashes, she's not Mekudashes. So we have a stira. So I'm Rabbi, he answers, like Hasha, there's no problem. Hareb Meir, Hareb Elazar. One's Reb Meir, one's Reb Elazar. Hareb Meir, the first member is Reb Meir, the armor, he says, Adam Bezdin. A person does not mind if his wife is demeaned in Bezdin. Which means that even though he married her al Tanai that she didn't have Nidarim, he also had in mind that if she did have Nidarim, she could go to Bezdin to have them removed, and therefore he had no intent for the marriage to be bottled, even if she did have Nidarim. That's what it means, Adam Bezdin. He doesn't mind if she's demeaned. In Bezdin going to Bezdin to get her Nadarm removed. But Harabalazar, the second brass is Rebelazar, the Amr, he says, Ain't other words to shed his baza ishtay Bezdin. A person doesn't want his wife demeaned in Bezdin to have her Nadarm removed. And therefore, even if she went to Bezdin to have the Nadar removed, he was still never Makadish her with the intent that if she does have Nadarm, she's going to go to Bezdin to have them removed. And therefore, the condition is not valid. Now the Gemara just clarifies, Mahi, where do we see this Machlekes between Rabbi and Rebelazar? Then now we have a Mishnah, Nadar. A person divorces his wife because she made a Nadar. He's not allowed to remarry her, even if she got this Nadar, a by Chacham. Misham Shemra, if he divorced her because of Shemra, there was a rumor about her that she was Mizane. Lo Yachser, he's not allowed to remarry her, even if it turns out that she was not Mizane. Now, there are two potential reasons for this. Number one is because there's a potential kilkul. If he divorces her because of a nether she made or because of this Shemra, and then a Chacham is mad to the nether, or it turns out that the Shemra is not true, he might say, I never would have divorced her if I knew this. And if she had gotten married to somebody else in the interim, that marriage is now Batal and her kids are Mamzerim. Therefore, we say, if a man divorces because of Shemra or because of a nether, he 
He's never allowed to remarry her, so he doesn't have this excuse, and therefore there's no kilkel. The other reason he's not allowed to remarry her is to prevent her from making nadarim. If she knows that her nether might lead to her getting divorced and not being allowed to remarry him, she's going to be extra careful. So these are the two potential reasons. Now Rabbi Huda, I'm Rabbi Huda says, call nether sheyadu by rabim. If it's a nether that the rabim know about, lo yachser, he's not allowed to remarry her. But lo yadu by rabim, if the rabim don't know about it, yachser, so he is allowed to remarry her. Rabbi Huda holds the reason why he's not allowed to remarry her is because of the second reason is to prevent her from making nadarim. Now nether made in front of rabim, if everyone knows about it, that nether cannot be done away with by a chacham. So in such a case, Rabbi Huda says we're going to kenas her. She's going to get divorced and she's not allowed to remarry him. However, if the rabim don't know about it, so he is allowed to remarry her. Now, Meir he says, Kol nether chacham. If we need a chacham to take care of this nether, for example, it's a type of nether that her husband is not allowed to be made for because it's not dvarm shebeinu or inoy nefesh. So then lo yachzir, he's not allowed to remarry her. But if it doesn't need chacham, if her husband could do away with his nether, yachzir, he would be allowed to remarry her. Or if Meir is saying is that if she made a nether that needs a chacham to be matter it, he's not allowed to remarry her after divorcing her because over here we have this problem of kilkel. He could always say, I didn't know chacham could be matter this nether. If I did, I never would have divorced you. And then the garrison would turn out not to be valid. And if she had gotten married in the interim, she would have to leave her new husband. So we see from here that if Mayor holds that a man does not have any issues with her going to Besan to be matter her nether. Now, Bloodsarmer, he says, Whether it needs a chakir's chacham or doesn't need chakir's chacham, he's not allowed to remarry her. And Amr Bloodsar, he explains, The only reason why they asked him to remarry her in a case where it needs chakir's chacham is because of a case where it's ain't a chakir's chacham. And we see from here that Bloodsar holds, ain't other writers at his baza because Rabbi Lazar just said the only reason why if it needs Chakir's Chacham he's also to remarry her it must be that's because Rabbi Lazar holds that if it needs Chakir's Chacham he doesn't have intent for her to go to Bezin anyway for it to be done away with so for Rabbi Lazar the only Chashash is a nether that does not need Chakir's Chacham now the Gemara just explains my time with Rabbi Yehuda where does Rabbi Yehuda know the nether made in Rabim the nether that Rabim know about does not have the possibility of Afara that's because the Pasuk says on top, the Bnei Yisrael did not strike them because the heads of the Edah swore to them. Now this is referring to the Giv'aynim, one of the nations that lived in Eretz Yisrael. They tricked Yeshua into thinking that they were from a very far away land. They made a treaty with him that he's not going to do anything to them. It turned out they were the Giv'aynim from Eretz Yisrael and he technically should have killed them. However, the only reason why he didn't kill them, says the Pasuk, is because the Nesiyah Ha'eda swore to them with this treaty. So you see that when a nether is made in public, everyone knew about it. The Nesiyah Ha'eda knew about it. The Eda knew about it. We're not able to be matted this nether. Because if they were able to be matted the nether, they should have just been matted the nether and killed the Giv'aynim. Now the more just clarifies with Kamarabim, how many people is Rabim. If Rabim know about it, we can't be matter the nether. How many is Rabim? So Nachman Yitzchakamar, he explains, Shlaisha, it's three people. Yamim Shnaim. When the Pasuk says Yamim, that means two days. And when it says Rabim, Shlaisha, that means three days. So anytime we have the word Rabim, that means three. Now, if Yitzchakamar, he says, Asara, Rabim is ten people. How do we know that? Eidak Because this Pasuk says Eida. It says, Kinishbu Lahem Ha The Nisim of the Eida swore to them. And we know that an Eida is ten people. So that means that if a nether was made by Rabim, which means that ten people know about it, it doesn't have the ability to be done away with by a Chacham. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, and continue to explain Shittas Rameh and Rebbe Lazar. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.